never realized how obtuse uh, it would be trying to explain to somebody the uh, the procedure for playing a, a a disc off of the PS4 until I had to explain it to somebody who's like completely unfamiliar with uh, any of that stuff. Yeah, I was there for I think half of that phone conversation, and it took me a few minutes to realize what you were even describing. It was just something about a green triangle, and then you kept going, and I was like, wow, this is very bizarre sounding. <clears throat> I don't think this is going to work if you face completely away from the microphone. Well, I'm trying to figure out where I can get this. There we go. If I can't make eye contact with it, it's just weird. I can't just talk into a black circle all day. <laughs> it's not going to work for me. Oh. Well, yeah. So I've got the green triangle. <laughs> the green triangle is that, like, nvidia console thing that i've got that i that i would do most of my like uh it's kind of like i guess it works like your roku thing like it it handles all of our streaming service business as well as the cody thing that i use to play stuff off my network storage oh i thought you were just talking about buttons on the controller oh no yeah no it's like yeah (laughs) i'd explain like which thing was the receiver? Which thing's the PS4? Which thing's that? And where to put the disc in? And yeah, what to do if the ch- if the receiver doesn't switch things correctly? And like how to switch it back? Anyway, yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of a mess. <clears throat> I guess when you're not there, she just doesn't watch the television at all. Well, no, she well. No, she knows, like, I've got it, you know, I've got it so that it does uh, most of the, or all of the devices use the, like, HDMI control system, like the CEC control stuff. So if what, most of the time she watches stuff on, like, Hulu or Amazon or Netflix, and so she is can just, like, go up to the shield and just, like, tap the top of it, and it turns that on and then switches all of the inputs and everything to where they should be, and so it's just, like, Boom, there it is. And if you turn the TV off while that thing is on, and you, then you turn it back on, it'll just turn that thing on and switch back to kind of where it was, where you left off. So that stuff's pretty easy, but she's never played a a disc before. Gotcha. So, so there's that. that. That's where the trouble comes in. But yeah, um... It's okay. Physical copies are dying. It'll be they'll be gone in three years. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. I like knowing for sure that there's a way that I can watch the Lord of the Rings. And like Batman, the animated series is coming out on Blu-ray uh, in October. And so I'm definitely going to pick that up because right now the only way I have to watch that is I, ha- I could either buy all of the DVDs, which I think... I don't know if they're missing episodes, but anyway, quality is pretty low Mm -hmm. and they stream on Amazon as well. But the Amazon streaming version is also very low quality and uh, on random episodes, it doesn't have the original intro. It has the Batman Superman Adventures intro, which is sucks, sucks. (laughs) So it feels like somebody just recorded it off of the television or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then just posted that. And it's like, okay. That's terrible. Like yeah. this is a, why. Like I'm glad it's just like comes with my subscription, but uh, this is not how I want to watch this show. Yeah, I just I feel like the next uh, generation of consoles that comes out will not have a disc drive. I don't think that's. I don't. I think we're still in a in a position where that's not possible. Really? Because the Switch doesn't have one. Yeah, but it has cartridges. Yeah, it's got that little. The SD? You talking about the SD? No, I'm talking about. I I only own a a physical copy of Zelda. Right. Like they still sell physical. But that's just like a little postage stamp that you put in there. Yeah, but I mean, if your thing is about physical media, then physical media still sells. Yeah, I mean, it's technically there's they're still gonna have some kind of USB port or something. So even then, like games could come on some kind of USB input that. 
like they could all end up going through the same hole as a controller, right? But well, but but they're definitely I, not going to have disk drives. I think you're still underestimating, or you're underestimating the cost of like RAM based cartridges, like like flash media based stuff. They're like, well, well, you might be able to buy. So, for example, that's one of the reasons why, like, L.A. Noir on the Switch, which I don't know why they bothered, but why it doesn't have the entire game on the cartridge. Why you have to download, like, a 14-gigabyte patch to play that game, because if the, the company was like, well, if we, put, if we sold the game on the media that allowed it to store the entire game, we would have to sell at a loss because the media would cost more than they were selling the game for. So, because discs are so cheap to print, I think we're still going to have discs. Now, but but even then, like you you get a disc, and then like when I got Monster Hunter World on the disc, I put it in the thing, and then I still had to wait like seven years for it to download the game for real before I could play it because there was some or and and Final Fantasy fifteen was the same way. It was like here, download this long ass all day patch thing. So it's like really it's basically at this point it's just a copyright protection. Like there's going to be a disc that you put in that's got like 2k of memory that says okay now download the game. This is your license dongle. Okay. Yeah, that's like that's pretty much all that they're going to be. Uh yeah, I suppose that could be a way to go, but I I I will say I like um at least with the Switch stuff, well, and I mean, I only own the one game. But, <laughs> but like, the reason I'm playing Mario right now is because my coworker was like, you want to borrow it? And I said, yes, I do. Right, and game, game developers don't want people borrowing games. No, they don't. So that's another reason why... Why they'll probably be out the door soon. Yeah. I, I don't know, I... I I don't have like great numbers, but I guess there's there is just this this I'm part of the minority, I suppose, but like I like uh I think evidenced by like the boxes and stuff that we have and like the current the thing that I'm set currently setting in front of, which is our like, you know, mount of old games that we've owned like i like being able to like or just having the option to go back which is one of the reasons i hate games as a service in general is because the game essentially just lives on a server somewhere and you have to like log in to play it and then as soon as they're like okay we're done we're done with this game now you need to pay us money for this or pay some kind of subscription for this or pay a series of microtransactions for whatever, then it's like, okay, that game, you can never play that game anymore. It will never be able to be played. And now you have to move on to this other thing, which may not be like, it may not be a valid replacement. It may just be like um, the sequel or something. <laughs> I don't want to play Madden 19. I was still having fun playing Madden 17. Is that what you mean? Like no. that kind of thing? No. <laughs> Nobody has fun playing Madden. <laughs> no what i'm more what i'm talking about is like um i guess stuff like so like i picked up the division for like 10 bucks on a sale i still haven't really played it but i played about a half an hour to enough to play like get through the tutorial or whatever or most of the tutorial but as i think back on it it's like well they're about to come out with the sequel so how much longer do i really have to play this game I don't even know what this game is. The Division? Yeah. It's a Ubisoft made multiplayer game about mm-hmm. uh, poison money. A money virus. A money virus. Yeah, it's a money virus that gets on people and it kills most of the people. And then you're in like post-apocalypse New York. But and is it so is, is it like an online game? Like how does it work? Yeah, it's like a pseudo MMO. It's one of those things. So like, like Monster Hunter World kind of? Uh, I, well, yeah, kind of, in that you can, 
run around by yourself, but you can also kind of team up with people and you can see other people in the world running around as well. It's, like it's, a Dark Souls or that kind of thing? Kind of kind of like Destiny, if you know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's sort of like that. It's the I, what some people call like an MMO light. Like it's a lot of players on a like a persistent server sort of thing, but you're there 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 there's nothing like enforcing that you I mean there's certain things that like enforce that you have to like get into larger groups or something. Like Destiny has this idea of uh strikes and raids and stuff, so it's like mandatory that you get in with some larger group of people. But for the most part you could just play through the thing yourself. Yeah, I don't like those games. I don't play any of them. But part of that's I I uh I refuse to pay for any multiplayer service on any console. Oh, well, I'm just playing this on PC. Okay. Well, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm with you. Like I I paid for a little bit for PlayStation Plus to play Diablo 3 and then and then I just stopped. <laughs> Cuz I'm like I'm not playing anything else with people on this. Yeah. Um I was and I was perfectly content playing Monster Hunter World like by myself. Yeah. yeah i've heard mixed results about playing with other people like it makes the fights harder but also in my mind that just makes them more tedious because it just means it takes longer so like i don't think it changes the behaviors of the thing you just have to sit there doing the same sets of attacks or whatever and that doesn't sound like fun to me i don't know about you but that (laughs) That doesn't I mean, that's like basically what happened in Diablo when you played multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, I guess like it got harder, right? But I don't know. I never played the other Diablos. I just played Diablo three on the it, it on when the you PS4, when you and and that was more just like Gauntlet or something. Well, it just it ups the hit points of everything, so everything takes longer to kill. Yeah, but there, uh, in Diablo three on the console, like there really wasn't any like strategy or anything. You're just kind of like jamming buttons on cooldowns. So, Oh, <laughs> like maybe it mattered, but, uh, so speaking of borrowing Mario Odyssey, I've been playing that and that game. I, as I was setting up to record, I would ha- I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know that a Mario game is going to, like a, I don't think a 3D Mario game is going to capture that magic that Mario 64 had. Because <laughs> I've kind of just been disappointed every time. Uh, I've only, I've only, I haven't really played many of the other Mario games because I've been on Nintendo hiatus since GameCube. Uh-huh. And I just finally got a Switch. Yeah. Uh, but... It seems like they're basically all just borrowing the same Mario 64 format, but then they add some like weird shtick to it. Like in this Mario, now you're a janitor and you have to hose down a bunch of sloppy people. And then in this Mario, now you've got this weird hat that turns you into things. And Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like they all add like, maybe part of it is because Mario tries to stay so simple like it's not like zelda where they can add like five new tools or something it's like there's always just like here's just one new gimmick that we've swapped in right and like i didn't play the galaxy stuff because i never had a wii but that was like okay it's mario but it's a weird gravity thing and yeah i don't know but yeah this is it's kind of like here's mario 64 but now you've got a weird hat and that would be fine in itself, but um, it's like, okay, so Mario 64 was great for a number of reasons. One of them was that it started the trend. It, it, was, it was like the only good 3D platformer, right? Because there was a bunch of other 3D platformers like, like uh, Banjo-Kazooie and... Donkey Kong 64 and uh, like all of those rare titles. Yeah. All of those, all of those rare titles or uh, like crash bandicoot. I just, and, I remember them just being a lot of like running in 3d and jumping and 
like here's 10 levels that you've got to replay 100 times because you've got to collect all 5,000 like MacGuffins. Yeah, it's like, okay, here's a big space. Now you have to like wander around it and like find all of like all of the nuisance objects, right? Like everything's just like tucked away or it's like behind some kind of weird switch or something or you have like bonk this thing in the right way and then you get a thing, right? And then you got to get like 20 of these things in order to move on to the next place and then you got to get 30 and then you got to get 50. Right. Which technically is what Mario was, but technically that's what Mario did. But the reason what they did was better is because they like every stage had like a progression of like mission objectives. And it was like, okay, you jumped into this painting and it says like, you know, beat the penguin. It doesn't say beat the penguin, but it's essentially like you got to race the penguin. So you race the penguin. You got to race the Koopa and you got to. So you have all of these like. He's like 10 or something per level uh, discreetly designed objectives to, to meet. Right. They all, they all shared the same world, but there were, there were eight coins in each world or eight stars or something. Yeah. But they all had, yeah. And some of them repeated. It was like, find the, all the red coins. Yeah. Like every level had the same two repeating things. So it was find the red coins and get a hundred coins. And like, that's how you got like, you were guaranteed like two, two of the stars or whatever in every map was going to be those two objectives. But then every other thing was something unique and specific to that, uh, to that area. And it was also like, would depending on like, if you jumped in selecting one star over another, like it would shift some of how the layout or what enemies they were, were there. Right. Like the, the, the worlds evolved. Like when you freed the big, chomp chain he wasn't there later yeah in in later chapters of the same space right and and so mario odyssey does some of that like there is like set sort of i would call them like story beat moons that you have to get and it does change the map in a way for you to like that it like kind of evolves the level but but those are like persistent changes and necessary changes in order to get like to open other spaces to get later moons. And also like, I guess the thing that bothers me the most is that without even doing any of those things, I can just run around. And because so many of them are like, put your hat on this thing, butt stomp on this thing, walk underneath this waterfall, like run around this thing in a circle, like that kind of crap. Like you can just get like, like twice as many as are necessary to move on to the next level just by wandering around without like evolving the level that it just feels like so much collection crap on top of that. So I'll like do all this stuff because I'm just like, Oh, let's see what's over here. Oh, there's that. There's another, there's a moon and there's another moon. And it's like every like 20 seconds I'm finding another moon. I'm like, Ugh, these are meaningless. <laughs> It's lost. Then, you've lost a sense of achievement when they're so easy to find. Yeah. And like, I know there's, there's some that are like hidden, like there's stuff on, there's some, okay. That's another thing is like all of the ones in Mario 64 were like, here's the thing you have to do. And then you have to figure that out. And like, most of these are like, you've got a big list of like 50 something sometimes per map. And it's like, and they don't, there doesn't have to be 50, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. There could just be, Five, yeah, or ten or something. Because like the number that you have to achieve to move on to the next level is so minuscule by comparison, anyway. That it's like, what's the point? Like, what's the point of all these others? Right? It's like, it's as if they put they just like threw all this stuff in there to say like, shouldn't you be spending more time in this map that we made? Right now, now it's just become like. The hor- horrendous, like, Jiminy Cricket laundry list of garbage you've got to do Kingdom oh, Hearts style. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, here, complete all of these insane tasks. Yeah. And it's just, it's become just a long list, that, like a pointlessly long list for completionists or something. Yeah. It, like, it is just that. And not, and not only that, but there's also just, you can go into a shop and just, like, buy moons with money. So, so it's like, wait, so I don't even have to just, I don't even have to find them? They're so easy to find on their own. And then you're like, oh, but if you want to just buy them, you can just buy them. And I'm like, who the hell's buying them? 
like that's just the worst way to get them because then you're not not even you're not even playing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And so yeah, so you get all these things without even like progressing the like levels like the story beat moon things and then you go through those and you get like these like sets of three moons for every stage of that thing so i've got like you know i'll i'll get to the point where i'm like i guess i'm i guess i'm done with this place because i'm getting kind of like burnt out by this map already and and i look at how many things i've got and i've got like fifth like 30 30 moons or 30 to 40 moons i'm just like f there's <laughs> still more yeah and there's still more moons to find and i'm like and so so it's, and ba- I, it's basically become those it's horrible old old timey ones where it was just here find all five thousand bananas asshole yeah it's become the like shitty rare platformer and i'm like i can't take this <laughs> and and it's like and also on like and so that that is bad or that's the thing that I dis- dislike about this game. But then on top of that, like I hate the controls about this game. Like Mario feels like it, he's just like so sloppy, like, like starting to like trying to run forward is like, he just like, he just like slides his feet. It's just like, uh, okay, now we're running forward. And then if you stop, it's like, uh, he's just, it's so like, like he's wearing like loosey goosey. Like he's wearing, vaseline slippers or something yeah kind of and then there's also ice levels on top of that so it's like it's so just like sloppy and like loose feeling and so that makes things like doing because he's got the same moves he's got in mario 64 like yeah that's the thing that seems like ridiculous to me is i i played it a little bit too and it's like really i've just got it's the exact same game as mario 64 except i've got hat move number one and hat move number two on top of it yeah and and so but it feels like it just feels worse to me than I remember in Mario 64 where in 64 I remember being able to like do that cartwheel jump by just like tapping left right like pretty quickly and going and then going like whoop you know but in this one you have to like hold left tap right and it's like it just feels like so long to like build up that momentum to go left and then hit right and it's like this feels worthless like I don't even want to use this move. I would just I would rather do like face the one direction and do the backflip or whatever. Mm-hmm. But because um, I think that's like the same jump height or, or something. And then they also added like a butt stomp jump, which I never use because I forget about it. And. Yeah, it's just stuff like stuff like that. And there's some things that like. Require you to use the hat toss like there's like a combo you have to like. Jump and like toss your hat and then do a dive and you'll bounce off the hat and then you can toss the hat and do a dive again. And so there's like this chain thing and that's how you like, like do this like long jump chain that's like required for some things. Uh, Why don't I just give you the raccoon suit again? I don't know. Or the metal hat or the, or like the, the flying hat. Like I love <clears throat> that stuff, but yeah. Uh, so this one, you have to like throw your hat on like a frog or throw your hat on a tree or something instead but but yeah and and sometimes he just like like i'll push a direction and throw the hat and the hat will go like 45 degrees from where i was pushing and i'm like and then i'm and then i'll hit the dive button because i'm like well maybe just try to well maybe just dive at the hat now and he'll dive in the direction my thumbstick's going so i'm like you fucker like so you know i'm pushing that direction because i haven't changed where my thumb's at but you just went and threw your hat some asinine place, <laughs> and then you dove in the place that I was trying to get you, so now you're just falling into a pit. Tailwind. It's tailwind got the hat. That's yeah. So, yeah, and so that kind of crap, like, just screws me time and again as I'm just, like, trying to do this jump for the fifth time because for the fifth time, he's, like, betrayed what my controller is telling it to do. <laughs> so, yeah, I hate the controls in this game. And and <clears throat> the the thing that's kind of making me, I don't know, that's, like, getting me through is like it is like a nice looking game and it's kind of it's kind of charming here and there and there is some stuff that's like weird like throwback things that's like well you know like this this isn't a joke for children this is a joke only for 30 year old men who have been playing this game since they were children (laughs) and 
yeah, it's just weird. Like the whole New Donk City thing. Because there's like a sequence where you like go through a Donkey Kong-esque thing and they've there's references to Jumpman and stuff. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know about this game. I'm not I would I would hesitate to say that it's like it it's it's just not as good as Mario 64. <laughs> like it's better than Mario Sunshine because it doesn't have that stupid backpack. But yeah. Fair enough. Oh, there you go. But um I'm kind of I'll be I'll I'll be fine when I'm done with it. I'll be fine just giving it back. I'm actually m- now more interested in playing that Mario Rabbids XCOM game than I am about finishing this game. Because, what? What? Have you not heard about that? Mario Rabbid XCOM? So it's the Ubisoft Nintendo combo game where they took those dumb Rabbids characters and put it into a Mario. What is a Rabbid? Um it's it's this stupid looking rabbit that's not no that's like all rabbits are kind of stupid looking hey i'm not a rabbit i don't know why i'm offended by that but (laughs) gotta stand up defend rabbits i mean they all look like they're about to panic and die so yeah but these like look really like dumb they're like you know how like you know how like minions suck (laughs) <laughs> They're just like little Twinkies with eyes and mouths. Yeah, but you know how they like look ridiculous and like are just kind of floppy and spaz out. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but with ears. Okay, was this like there's a game that these came from? Yeah, it was a Wii game called Something Rabbids. Something Rabbids. Okay. Yeah. And now they're making a. Now there's a X- crossover game, and it's an XCOM-like game of like a tactical turn-based tactics rpg thing okay and it's got them and mario in it uh-huh okay i can't believe you haven't heard of this uh, i don't really keep up with nintendo games <laughs> that's fair <laughs> they haven't really done a whole lot that's like i don't know exciting outside of zelda but anyway so there's that but i may just skip that all together because another game has been released yesterday that is a lot like XCOM 2, but takes place in like 80s Cold War era stuff with spies and stuff. Okay. It's called Phantom Doctrine. So I think I'll just pick that up instead. All right, then. Yeah. Does it have the... Uh... So part of the thing with XCOMs was it's got like the horrible save scummy missions, but then it's also got the horrible save scummy like base builder in between that as well. Like, uh... does it have all of that stuff? I don't know. I mean, yes, on the missions, but I don't know about the base building stuff. Okay. I don't know how that works. That was like the thing that made the original XCOM game like so terrible was because even if you like did all of the missions like perfectly, you could still like totally lose the game because you didn't also perfectly build your base as you were going through. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of the base building stuff, I get I didn't really have a problem with that in the first XCOM. Or the second XCOM, but uh, some of that was because it felt like I was like really resource gated on that on those fronts. So like there would be times when like I you know I'm in order to progress the story, I need to build you know some generator thing, but I can't build the generator because I don't have enough power, and I can't build right. a power plant because and, I don't have enough. And so you're just talking about like the modern first XCOM. Oh, I never played right. the original like, XCOM. The original XCOM, which makes you like so happy for modern UI design, uh, was even worse. Like, well, the, yeah, because that the, thing was made in like 1994. Yeah, like those games. Right? Like the problem with this is really the problem with XCOM and the whole like base building system in between the missions is that you can pretty much lose the game by mission three and not know it until mission forty. Oh yeah, I mean that's. <clears throat> That's just how that's just how their whole like snowballing of torture pain works in that game. <laughs> just, just just the failure waterfall. Yeah. And like you've gone over the edge and you can't even see the the bottom of the cliff you're falling off of until you're like halfway down it. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like 
I don't know why this was my analogy that I was going to. I was I uh, my brain went to that scene in Gremlins 2 where the guy gets his tie stuck in the paper shredder. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, you messed up. Right. And then it's like, well, but it, I can get out of this. Uh, but it like every time, but all you could do is hit the button that makes it go forward. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, that didn't, fe- that didn't fix it. Oh, I'm getting pulled in a little deeper. <laughs> this is going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. <laughs> It's like that's the only place you get to go. It's like you've only got the one button, which is move forward and make it worse. <laughs> no, that's a pretty good analogy. Yeah, which that's—I mean—that's kind of except like, that you've got like a except your tie is like six feet long, and you're around the corner from the shredder for the first like half of it. <laughs> yeah, we're just like, what just happened? Uh, I'll keep going. Oh, <laughs> a little is... snag. Uh, it's fine. I'm just gonna keep going around this corner. Like, no, God, no. <laughs> Yeah. And that's how, like, I mean, that's how that, that, uh, if you, did you play the original Homeworld? Like, that's no. how Homeworld was. You could bone yourself in the first mission. Like, you could just get, if you got off that first mission with, like, a real rocky start, like, you were, you were done. Right. Cause that was just like, it saved all of your resources from one mission to the next. It's, right? a, yeah. All of your resources yeah. and all of your units carry over from one mission to the next. So if you, like, just really jerk it up, like, on the first one, like no, and, and that's so crazy because that's an RTS. That's so crazy. Yeah, but if you like, but it worked the opposite way too. Like if you started snowballing like real hard, in the in like getting like, like, like salvaging units and stuff so that you go like over your pop cap, then, then it was like oh you're unstoppable. <laughs> like you've got so much crap that you can like you don't even have to really get resources but you're gonna get resources anyway because right, why you, not you have to get all that stuff and then it's just like and it's like okay now just like scads on top of scads because you're ahead yeah and it's just like and it and you just get to a point of insanity like i got to a point where in that game like way late in the game like probably like five missions from the end where like my fleet was so large it was completely un, un like manageable and i had to like because I would try to get things in formation, it would just like take twenty minutes to get everything into a. Yes, place. I remember watching that. It was horrible, and and so I just had to like, scu- like not scuttle, but like you know absorb. Like I had to like tell uh, like over you know ninety percent of my fleet to just like get eaten and turn into resources again, so that I could build more stuff. Yeah, it was crazy. And all I was doing was like setting up queues of things to be built. And I'm just like, I don't just keep building things. Never stop building things. And I was (laughs) and be like, oh, we can't build any more things. We're at our population cap. I'm like, just keep have that in the queue because the stuff's going to get blown up. So, yeah. And the poor like enemy faction that's like fighting you. It's like um, they're building them exactly as fast as we're destroying them. (laughs) Yeah. And they keep stealing all of our freighters. (laughs) something very unsatisfying about this war (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh. what were we talking about (laughs) new games new games oh yeah Yeah. oh right that was talking about phantom doctrine that's what it was yeah i'm more interested in that one that you like showed me this morning oh yeah i had just found out about that one the uh Dating Sim Dungeon Crawler. Did you read more about that? I didn't, but the idea of it just seemed completely ridiculous. What was it called? It was called like... Oh, oh, oh yeah. I, I feel like oh, it was called me... something like Dungeon Boyfriend or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Hold on. Let me let me pull up the thing that I sent you. I feel like it was Dungeon Boyfriend. Boyfriend Dungeon? Oh, Boyfriend Dungeon. See, that sounds way creepier. Yeah, as a t- well, like, I think that's the dungeon, point. But... Dungeon boyfriend sounds like, oh, okay, it's the boyfriend you take to dungeons. But boyfriend dungeon sounds like where you keep all of your exes when you're done with them. It's like, okay, well, things aren't working out. Time for you to go to the dungeon. It's like, it's like, it's like some kind of Henry VIII shit is what that sounds like. I'm just like... <laughs> Anytime, anytime I break up with someone, 
Down they go. <laughs> Sentence to the boyfriend dungeon. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> but but your your weapon that you go battling in the dungeon with be- becomes like an alive person and then you can date it. Yeah. That's what I, I got out of a, the dis- I haven't watched the trailer. Maybe I should watch the trailer. That's but what I, I got out of the trailer was like there's a dude like fighting in a dungeon with a sword, and then the sword turns into a dude, and then you smooch. So I guess yeah. So when you go into the dungeon, I guess they're a weapon, and then when you get out of the dungeon, they are a thing you can date because one of them's a cat. That's like so crazy, <laughs> and it's like what is that? It's like you're like a wear sword. It's like weird, like some kind of like lycanthra tools. Yeah, something. it's like that Beauty and the Beast curse. <laughs> or some kind of like but weird I, the Lady Hawk situation. Yeah, and never the twain shall meet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's the Venture Brothers thing. <laughs> the Venture Brothers thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was Lady that was Bird Johnson Lady and Lady Bird. Beattie. Yeah, that was not Lady Hawk. Yeah. You know. Uh right. Yeah, some kind of lady hot. Well, but yeah, you don't, you don't. When you exit the dungeon, you don't turn into some kind of like right. right. It's like evil or something. Yeah, turn into like, but yes, by by day, like, like he's a sword, and then by night, she's the sword sheath, and it's like, ah, oh, just it's it's broken both ways. It sucks. It sucks both ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the metaphor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe sometimes when you sleep, you like turn into a top hat and you just don't even know and nobody brings it up. <laughs> I had this weird dream. I rode around that guy's head for like all night. <laughs> My best friend's a monocle. <laughs> yeah. I. So I have no idea what that game is like. It sounds like a dungeon crawler mixed with a dating sim. I don't know how that works, but I think the only thing that is reasonable from this point is that you need to play it and then Tell me what it's like. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> take, take one for the team. <laughs> but when you said Dungeon Caller with Dating Sim, I immediately thought like maybe you were talking about a Persona game, but. Oh, like, yeah. No, that, that's, that's, that's just al- as a that's cursory, also that <laughs> as a cursory description that that qualifies as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd have to throw like a JRPG dungeon dating sim yeah into that this this one i don't know i i didn't see did they show any gameplay in the trailer not really i, um, I or maybe or maybe they did and i'm i just can't tell like i saw like there's it's there's like kind of crappy sword swinging graphics like which is i guess when you're in the dungeon and then there's like the typical dating sim like dialogue tree mm. options my expectation is that it's some kind of like typical 16-bit top-down bullet hell kind of situation. <laughs> bullet hell. <clears throat> you know what I'm talking about? Like Enter the Gungeon, that kind of like you know, like nuclear throne, that that sort of thing, where it's just I like, think like like the the three the Dynasty Warriors type of fight. Because it's they're like swords. There's no guns. They're all swords and stuff. Well, it doesn't mean the enemies don't have swords. You mean guns? I mean have what? Doesn't mean they can't shoot at you. <laughs> I don't know. I saw no gunfire. Oh. It was all swordplay. Okay. You think that's what they call their like weird fetish? I don't know. What do you mean? Like a role play, like swordplay? Oh god. <laughs> do you want to move on to the other? Yeah, let's now? just move on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've I've killed the topic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. What do you want to do? You want to talk about one of those things? Uh, sure. So we got a couple of other topics that have lingered. Okay. So Discord. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Explain. I. So, would you? What do you want to? Do? do you want me to explain Discord? Well, I mean, to me, Discord just seems like an yet another. Like it's like IRC with a little bit more UI, but then like way still less useful for discussion than other forms of chat. I don't know. It's just it seems like something that's like 
like you have to if like you're an indie developer you have to have a discord but then like that's what it that's all i can get out of it to me um uh yeah okay but also i I basically described discord exactly but also like voip i think is what it is so like most people instead of using the built-in voice chat stuff for games they use discord and so they can easily like get a group together through that system and just like do. Okay. I I didn't even know there was voice chat. I thought it was just like a more crappy, like form type of format. It's from the looks of what, or from what I saw, it looked just a lot like Slack, but not. And Mm -hmm. also, and also there's game stuff. And it's also harder to use. It's like, it's like got all of it's like all of the it's like as effective for like maintaining asynchronous conversation as Slack and then but also like with the intuitive UI design of IRC with, <laughs> with like with with like all of the you know uh mass appeal of like a deep deep subreddit it's like, yeah, like it's I can't think of anything that like makes it good or better than anything else. Like it seems like it's got just like the worst of everything. Uh huh. But it's also like the most popular. I don't understand how that's <laughs> even true. Like that because there were other systems like Ventrilo and uh, something else. There was a couple other like big um chat service things that were going on where you could like host your own chat server and like get people on it and you know so this team is, speak that was the other thing team speak yeah. yeah and so those are kind of just dead now and okay. discord has reigned supreme um and so there's so there's that anyway so everybody just kind of figured it was like a just a chat service kind of thing. Right. And then they rolled out some UI chain la- like one of version a few versions back or something that was like hey, here you can like I guess, you know, I guess it was like you can like launch your games straight from Discord or something. And now it's like, hey, we're going to try to sell you games on Discord. So they want to be like a Steam competitor. I see. Yeah, see, I didn't even realize like maybe again, it's because I don't play multiplayer games. Yeah. I didn't realize that you could even use it for voice chat. I thought it was just, again, like just a more another like awkward way for any developers to like, like communicate with people. Oh, yeah. Because they they have like their own like dev channels and stuff. Yeah. And there's all these like text based ways to chat. And again, like I said, it's like usually like a much crappier form of communication for mod communities and stuff as well than just using like a web form or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> where where are my old where where's my like uh VB bulletin boards? Like let's get back to those. Is that what Yeah, you're... yeah. Or freaking use a wiki. That stuff's more useful. Yeah. Most of the time. Um well, I I don't know. I I can say that I've never used a Discord probably mostly because I never play very much multiplayer either. So I like I I have no idea like how useful that stuff is as a service. I tried using it um, when I was doing some modding stuff just because it was like, Oh, we don't have any like useful means to communicate with you or explain how to do stuff Uh with modding. We have a, we have this totally useless piece of shit discord channel. So go use that. And, and Hey, guess what? It's a discord channel. So it's shitty and it's really impossible to like search or do anything useful. So if you want to, if you want information, you just have to like type it into like the web hole and it goes away and nobody responds. <laughs> so that was my opinion on discord. And then I was like, nope, fuck you forever. Oh yeah. That sounds bad. It yeah. does not at all sound like it was a system made for documentation. Right. Or communication for my, what I thought, like, cause it was just like, Hey, look, here's this asynchronous thing where nobody will respond because stuff just dies after a few like it just gets scrolled off the page and nobody cares anymore. Oh yeah. Oh, is it does it like 
is it like were you dealing with something that was like really active or something so it was just like constantly getting like hit hit I, I mean i guess like moderately active but oh. yeah it's just i the, mean it, it can't it can't be as bad as like twitch chat no it's not like that's that. like inscrutable like there's no way to like like maybe some people like yeah, pay attention to that but it seems like most of that is just like vomiting into some kind of yeah twitch chat's just like a total garbage monster like there's like no point in replying to anything that happens on there ever because it'll be like it'll get scrolled off the page and then five pages down and then someone another line that responds to that one thing is there and unless you're like on some kind of like fucking methamphetamines you're not even going to keep track of all that shit going on at once yeah it's like <laughs> It's like a visual representation of like what I hear whenever I go into like a sports bar. Like it's it's just like blah, 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 blah. like I I can't pay attention to anything right now. It's like one of those huge CNN argument panels or something, and they're just all like yelling over each other, and you can't understand what anybody's saying. There's no control or moderation. Oh yeah, there's just like seventeen talking heads, and they're just all going at it. Yeah, and everybody's yelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. But anyway, yeah, so they're going to try and sell people games now. Okay. Well, all right. I guess. Like, everybody else is trying it, so why yeah, not? I mean, everybody's doing it. That is true. Because you, cause you're not going to be able to buy those solid forms of media pretty soon, so you're going to have well, to... Well, and on the computer, like, most of those... I mean, there's situations where the the, like, physical media... All it does is like unlock a Steam key. Anyway, right. that's what I mean. that's that's the thing I was gonna say. Like, well, as long as that stuff you buy in Discord comes with a Steam key, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's just it's like for that that thing to me is like it's. Look, I get competition's good, right, and. I understand that developers and publishers don't like paying Steam. They don't like paying Valve 30% of all of their profits to like have a thing listed as a store item. But also like it's the same reason why Walmart's so big. Like it's convenient and it's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> and like Okay, people may like complain that like they don't treat people well. But really that that's like I don't know. The consumer doesn't care. Like look at all these Steam sales. Like I bought that division game for ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it it's one of the it's one of the few places where it's like it's a huge thing, but is still like good for customers. I yeah. guess. It's, yeah, I think it's, it's not super great for developers. That's definitely true. It's not great for developers. And like people have a lot of complaints about Steam. Usually it's like, well, the marketplace is garbage. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. You look on there and it's like you look at the list of like new releases and it's and it's going to be like 500 pages of like asset flip garbage nonsense that nobody should pay attention to. But I don't pay attention to that crap anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, if you're, if you're not looking at the curated stuff, then you're, you're kind of just like diving into a virus hole. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, just, there, there's nothing, there's nothing like there, there, there's not a great way to solve that problem. For, well, right? they had like, a great way and then they eliminated it. Oh, what the green well, light stuff or what? Well, pre green light, you like had to, there was a much stricter ap approval process for getting content. Oh, yeah. Well. <clears throat> it's kind of like how back when the Apple App Store had some standards, and now it's just, oh, we've got an automated system. As long as it doesn't crash, it's fine. It gets approved. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing that they realized was that, like, even if somebody sells, like, a game on there for, like, a dollar, and they just, and they get, like, not, they trick, like, 900 people to, like, pay the dollar or whatever, then they're getting, like, you know, 70 cents or to the dollar on that or 30 cents to the dollar. Right. Like, so it, yeah, but I mean, at some point there's, there's definitely, it's a, a point where the, the 
cost to host that stuff is <laughs> outweighed by the by the potential profit. So there's definitely some standards, which is part of why like the app store stuff all has to at least be a dollar. That's like the minimum yeah. price for things. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess like, well, but they, they don't have anything that's, they have stuff on there that's like free and in-app purchases though, right? Yeah. But again, this, the cheapest in-app purchase for is a dollar. Yeah. The, the only way to really, like, you can put stuff out there that's 100% free. Yeah. And you can put stuff out there that's free, but then paid by ads. And I have no idea how Apple gets money from that stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've certainly I, got their way. I assume they get it indirectly because all of the ads are generally for other apps that you buy on the App Store. Yeah. But I'm sure there's some way where they make money off of that stuff, too. But that's that's the only way to really not charge anything directly yeah i guess i just don't know like well uh, i don't really know what valve's attitude is outside of like i don't know anybody anybody gets on there that way like the the people who are like really you know super indie like solo project people who are just like oh, i just want to get my game on the steam uh <laughs> They like have nothing to complain about outside of like lack of visibility. Yeah, I think uh, honestly, probably a lot of it just came down to removing themselves from liability, so they don't have to. If they're not curating it or approving stuff, then you know you can't blame them for when the game is crap or fries your hard drive or something. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> right? Because then like. How would a Bethesda game get hosted? Boo, <laughs> <laughs> bird. So, uh, uh, well, I guess we don't have to worry about that for Fallout 76, because apparently they're not putting that on Steam. <sighs> so I guess, what, do you have to get it through their crazy Bethesda Yeah, their, their Bethesda thing? launcher thing. The thing that, yeah. like, I guess they, could they, they built it for whenever they released the mod stuff on the console and all that business. the mm-hmm. I forget what they call that. But whatever that Bethesda launcher purchase system support stuff where all the paid mod crap came from as well. Um, yeah, that's where you have to go to get like the creation kits and stuff now too is through that download system. Yeah. So it's I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be sold through that. Yeah. So... It's fine. I wasn't going to get that game anyway. I wasn't either. It's <laughs> again that optional forced multiplayer, yeah, thing, and uh, and again, and it's like uh, I just I don't want to build bases and not do missions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't want like all the worst things about Fallout Four yeah. and multiplayer, minus the stuff that I actually spent six hundred hours playing. Yeah, but it's fine. I've got it. I'll just play it on VR again while while they make the next while one. they work on Elder Scrolls uh, six. Yeah. Or maybe that space game whenever that one comes out. Oh, yeah. Who knows what that thing's going to be? What was it called? Sp- it was called Mutter Cutoff Mutter Cutter. <laughs> it was, that's what it was. It was, it was called. Something like that. I think that was the name of it exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that game is just, it's going to be a forced optional multiplayer where you just have no missions and you build bases in space. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. So, wait, wait. That's No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> right. Have you played the new update? I haven't. I haven't. Cause you never even played the game at all. Though. I haven't played the game at all. Yeah. And But all that... Like the game's still listed for sixty dollars, except for that short period of time where it was listed for thirty dollars, and then I said to myself, "I'm not gonna pay thirty dollars for this." <laughs> and add sixty dollars again? And yeah, it's sixty dollars. It's wow, been sixty dollars. I don't think it ever came down. Huh? But I also have like, I mean, the reason I'm like, I'm never, I'm not gonna pay thirty dollars for this is because one, I'm still like partway through Mario. Two, I've only played like thirty minutes of that division game, and I. Pay ten bucks for that, so I'm gonna play it. You gotta get your. You gotta, I gotta get, get my ten dollars. Gotta get my ten dollars. 
And then I've got like five other games ahead of that on my Steam list. Yeah. And so I'm like, I've got enough to play right now. And I, I barely have time to play through that stuff. I understand. Yeah. Have you played any of it? Uh, the update? Yeah. No. I Look, <laughs> I still got like six months of at least of Skyrim VR that I, I got to do. And then... I've got like another like year and a half of Fallout VR after that. Oh, see, I thought you were already playing through Fallout VR. Or did no. you just skip it and go straight to Skyrim? I I went back to Skyrim. I played Fallout 4 on my computer for like a billion years. Uh-huh. I needed a break. <laughs> so my break was going back to Skyrim. That's a hell of a break. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a pretty long one. Yeah. Well, all right. I guess there's that. So, yeah, no, I haven't played uh, any of the No Man's Sky stuff. Yeah. But, huh. The uh, problem is, as soon as I stop playing Skyrim, if I pick it back up again, I'll just have to start all over. Because I'm going to oh, be yeah. like... Because you can't just, like, leave that and then come back. It's like... That's like if you... I mean, that would be like reincarnating into the body of, like, a 45-year-old. That's what it feels like. If you quit Skyrim, like, in the middle and then come back, because you're just like, oh, what is this life? Who am I? Why am I here? What have I been doing this whole time? Uh-huh. You know, it's like, what? Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just running around. Like, Stumbling around, picking up cheese wheels. Well, and you're just, yeah. Ah. Like, oh, what was I good at? Is this important? Ugh. Can I still pickpocket people till they're naked? Yeah, okay. All right, I guess I can get back into this. Yeah, it's just, it's tough. Yeah, and then yeah, you, you'll because you'll be you'll be in there. You'll be like, why do I have thirty seven forks? That is such a large number. I needed them for something. Oh, it's for this fork quest, <laughs> right? Yeah. At least like the mission tracker stuff is is better. Yeah, except again, most of the crap that I carry around and do stuff with has nothing to do with the mission. The, the quest, the quests are usually just walk into a building and kill a thing or walk into a big hole and kill a thing. Like I'm yeah. carrying around all this stuff for some totally other reason. Right. Which is like the que- the problem is the quests I've invented in my mind are the things <laughs> that are the problem where right. it's like, oh, OK, the reason that I've got like all of this human flesh in here was because the one house that I bought, I was going to go build my like weird like boyfriend dungeon and <laughs> I put all that stuff down in there, you know, uh-huh. and uh, yeah. So, you know, that's the problem yeah. with quitting in the middle of Skyrim is it's like all that stuff that you had, all of the like grandiose plans that you had for like whatever the crap you were doing for yourself. Because really, if you just follow the story, you're done in like three weeks. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it's it's that other stuff that you totally forget about. Yeah, I mean, that it would be hard to explain like because at one point i think in morrowind i probably had like 40 something lanterns and it was because i was turning my house i was trying to make christmas decorations for my house so i had to place all the lamps like evenly spaced around like the edges and stuff and it's like yeah i mean if i would just kind of came back to that in the middle of things i'd be like what the hell am i doing yeah what are so many lamps get out of here 47 lanterns (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, and then exactly. I I get back to my house and I'd be like, see that it's half finished, and go, ah, damn it, I gotta go get those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah. Did all that spin out of the Discord conversation? Probably. Probably. Uh, what are we? Where are we at? Okay, I think. Oh no, that's that's about the hour. That's about the hour. Okay. okay, well, well, we can't call this boyfriend dungeon. <laughs> That's the name of the game. <laughs> That's the name of the game. <laughs> I can't remember what else you called it. Swordplay. Yeah. <laughs> Seems kind of hideous. <laughs> That's it. That's what it's got. Okay. That's what well, it is. I guess that. Yeah. All right. I guess that's the name of the. Episode. I got one. Yeah. <laughs>